Hello, everyone. I'm Eddie. The Axe Jefferson. This is Matt Anderson, and you're listening to Ed and Matt on Campus. I like Matt, you you uh you turned your video <laughs> camera on just long enough to shake your head yeah. no. Uh, you have a problem with uh, Butterfly by Crazy, Town? by Crazy Town, Matt? Um, I do. It's terrible. Okay. Well, before we get to that, though, you can thank my wife for suggesting our uh, our, our theme music oh, well, for this you. week. If you have a suggestion for theme music of the yeah. week, Hey, I suggested know. one to you last week, and you never even said anything, so... <sighs> That's true. You did suggest one last week. I think that the Crazy tr- Town might have been... Uh, just the ah, freshest I see. So mind. really, the key is if you guys have a suggestion, suggest it to Eddie at like noon yes. on Sunday. <laughs> if you can get it, uh, yeah, noon Pacific on Sunday, yeah. if you tweet it at me, it'll probably right. be what I use. Especially if you have a link yes, to it. that would be good. With To an MP3 that I can download, preferably about 45 seconds, and it fades oh, out. Oh, that's even better. End. And hey, you know what? If you can also link Eddie to a description of the memento disease, that would be helpful too, because I think that's what he's got. The memento disease. You think I've got the memento know. disease? I only remember your short term, right? So there you go. I don't know. That was, uh, that was mean. Actually, no, I'm no, sorry. No, I, like, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't joke around. No, it's okay. It's okay. Look, I don't. I don't have the greatest memory. I have. A, I have a bizarre yeah. memory. Well, me too. Because you want to know what? Yeah. Hey, think like, about this. What you ask me? What I think about Butterfly by Crazy Town, and I will say mm. the best usage of that song is as a punchline in Orange County, which was written by Mike White, which is a co-screenwriter of Dead Man on Campus. Boom! Look at you. Finding connections where there should right. not be. Right, see, that's my mental But, but there are. <laughs> I have uh, a board with okay. string. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? That's a good mental illness for you to have, though, if you uh, are the host of a show that that's talks true. about conspiracy theories. But we're not talking about conspiracy theories unless you're talking about some of them that we've yes. come up with here relative to the movie. So... Matt, I got to ask you, buddy. First of yeah. all, welcome back, man. How you been, I've been doing? doing? Great, actually. I've, uh, it's been. Um, we're actually off uh, this week for the Mighty Peculiar. So usually, when we're oh, record, when we record, okay. you and I on Sundays, it's the day before we record the Mighty Peculiar. Mm. So usually, I'm in like kind of in the. I've done all of the research for the show, and my I sometimes wonder if my brain can think of anything other than what is going to be the topic of the show. So this weekend has been like mm-hmm. uh, a, a treat because interesting. So we've got like a clear, uh, well, I filled it with, mash. with a bunch of garbage. So we're not, okay. It's okay. um addled in a different way, Matt. <laughs> got you. So, so you're, yeah, I was going to say that, that, that then the, uh, whatever disturbances in your brain, you have only yourself. Oh, 100%. To this is this all episode. self-inflicted. 
Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, the other is also self-inflicted. You don't have to do a conspiracy right, podcast. True. But it, at least the uh, the madness that you have right now is, is curated by yourself rather than the voices of, it, of Exactly, others. yes, yes. This time it's my own um, yeah. narration in my head. It's in my own voice and not in, like, some off-brand Robert mm. Stack. Is that worse if it's your it's own It's harder voice? to come to terms with, but, but I do right, feel... Right more comfortable because it's not another voice right like mm. yeah it's mm-hmm. if you're the crazy one it's it's uncomfortable but at least you know it and ostensibly like you can be okay with it you know so it's like your favorite pair of basketball shorts that doesn't mean it's your best pair of basketball shorts but you're right comfortable like the it. ones where the elastic is totally gotcha. worn out and you have to roll the waist in order for them to still stay up, but you're convinced, yeah. convinced, they are still the best. Oh, yeah. I've worn the elastic out of a band of one, and it's just like the, whatever the yeah. shoelace is that oh, you're yep. supposed to tie with nope. that does not work. So, and they're my good and one. Okay. They're not good. I shouldn't say they're my good and one <laughs> shorts because they're not good. Right. They're my favorite. Uh, but what's great about it is like the way that it rests uh, on on my uh, my legs is if I, I shift a certain way, I can make them oh, fall per- off. Perfect. That that's 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 actually a pretty useful <laughs> talent. It really is. Yeah. Because I was thinking about how funny it would be, like just shopping at Walmart yeah. if I wore those, and then just like I reach over to grab corn or something, and my you just pants give like fall one off. little hip bump and like to the left and say. <laughs> Yeah, just a quick zhuzh in the electronics department, and then there goes my uh, right. my shorts. But hey, you know I mean, what you did for funny. everyone else? You gave them a memory. Gave them a, I gave them a memory. I gave them something to tell right. their family about. Yeah. So speaking of talking mm. about things, there's my, That's my good, wonderful good. segue. Hey, you know what? Matt. Words, we use them. <laughs> Let's use more. Hey, speaking of words. <laughs> I'm going to do that from now on, actually. Whenever I'm struggling <laughs> to find a way back into something, I'm going to be like, those were words. Here's yeah. some more. <laughs> there's a great Norm MacDonald story where he's talking about uh, going on some talk mm-hmm. show, you know. And, and before you go on talk shows, you give them your stories you yeah, want to bring yeah. up or whatever prompts or something. And uh, uh, whoever it was that was hosting the show, John Lovitz was the guest. And his his segue for John Lovitz was, now, John, I understand you're growing older. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest yeah, segue what, ever. How do you even like it, You just don't even yeah. know where to start from there. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, if he's got some story about like he tried to work out, but because he's too old, he threw his back out or something. Sure, you right. can segue into that. But pull man, the muscle in your sleep. <laughs> yeah, right. That was what I knew. Yeah. I was like, Jesus yeah, Christ! Got a hernia trying to fucking dukes a hazard a shit out because you were in a hurry to get back to your fantasy uh, you know, football team. If it was team. only that exciting, it's like you wake up in more pain than you went to sleep in and you're, you're, you're like, huh? That, what, the, what did I do? That is when you just know that you're just yeah. circling the, the rim of the toilet to yep. just die. Just get flushed into the So anyways, that piss. was two nights ago. No. Uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So Matt, no Matt, how, how you how you oh, been I've, there I've, though, buddy? Yeah, you, you, get, you said it's been a well, crazy. It's been weekend. a crazy weekend, not in like any 
wild, interesting way. It's been a very movie-heavy weekend for me, um, which actually doesn't always happen um, for me, just because just schedule you, you know, I always say, like, I would be I would be terrible at having a movie podcast that wasn't just about one movie <laughs> because I mm. see very few com- comparatively. Right. But this weekend, um, between, like, my kids having plans, like, outside of the house, me not, like, freaking out about uh, research for Mighty Peculiar, like, so on Friday, uh, my wife and I went to see The Exorcist uh, Believer, which... Um, you know, is I I, mm-hmm. I am in the uh, uh, I have my opinions of it, and I am not falling into the the trap. Um, even on Twitter, uh, Terry um, said he, uh, he can't wait to see the bloody bits debate about it between me and Yobo, and I said, nope, not falling into that trap <laughs> this time. Not, you're Although, not going to fall for it this he, year. He and okay. I have had a very good discussion, um, messaging back and forth. Um, I just don't think he paid attention to the movie, and I also don't think uh, most of the reviewers Mm. did. But, okay, that being said, so I did that Friday night, but then Saturday basically had the whole day to myself, more or less. So I did a double feature of Halloween Resurrection, um, because I'm going to be doing Mm -hmm. uh, another podcast, actually recording it later today, uh, a show called Tentpole Trauma, Future Plug, Um, going to do, uh, we're going to be Sebastian and I are going to talk about Halloween Resurrection. We're both he's like the only one that can rival me in like Halloween fanboyness, but we both loathe Halloween Resurrection. So it'll be very interesting to see if one of us can say something nice about it. Um so I watched that um and dear lord. So to cleanse the palate, I watched Dead Man on Campus right after. So that's where I got my weekly viewing, Fantastic. which made that just okay. I mean like talk about like getting like kicked in the nuts like repeatedly and then suddenly like um sitting down and getting a nice massage it was just like the two uh (laughs) the two experiences oh that's so um, good um yeah but to because i couldn't stop there like because i watched exorcist believer the night before i was like you know what i am going to watch the exorcist 2 the heretic and i'm gonna have an edible and mm. let me tell you, uh-oh, that oh, no, Matt. was not my best idea. <laughs> like, I know edibles okay. and like, acid trips are not the same. I get it. Like, don't, like, I paid attention during D.A.R.E. when they tried to tell us that, like, weed and, like, acid would be the same thing. Like, I get it. They're not. But, like, there mm-hmm. was parts of that movie last night where I'm like, maybe they were onto something. about. Maybe D.A.R.E. had it right. Maybe. Mm. I, I, I somehow think i'm tripping just on an edible <laughs> yeah well on, on an yes. edible in that and, movie whew, like yeah. I, I i legit like worried like um after it was done like i was like do i remember like anything about halloween resurrection or dead man on campus like i was convinced that i blacked those completely out and all i could think <laughs> about was Everything about The Exorcist too. Not that it was good. I didn't like fall for like. I wasn't like, oh, I understand it. It was more like, mm. at every conceivable turn, I'm like, seriously, what, what did they ever think they were doing? Like, we're like, just like, you know, because sometimes you see movies and you're like, ah, that wasn't for me. But like, hey, they totally 
like they were going for something or you know yeah yeah. That's one where I'm just like, and I just watched Halloween Resurrection, and I'm sitting there watching Exorcist Two, going like, "Yeah, I was going to say that's uh, yeah. that's startling." Um, so, but one thing I am convinced about, and and this will bring it around to to the subject at hand, is I think it would be within Cliff's character, like the way he recognized a math award mm. and not a dildo, like. Mm-hmm, there would be mm-hmm. something weird. And hey, maybe our favorite fan fiction writer has already covered this. I don't know. I'm not trying to steal. Oh, I got to check if there's any new work by but her. Could you, that's a good point. Like, he yeah, seems like, like one of the weird qu- character quirks about him would be like, he would totally think Exorcist 2 was the better movie. And probably because there's <laughs> boobs once in Africa. Like, that would be it. And he And he maybe likes locusts. You know, it's like... I feel like that's like one of those really weird, dumb things, like knowing what the math award was, right? Like, or knowing a hooker named Carl. It's like Exorcist Two being his preferred Exorcist movie is what I'm convinced is uh, what Cliff. I'm I'm just convinced that's what Cliff thinks now. So, anyways, that was my weekend. It was great. Nice, nice. <laughs> How was yours? <laughs> It's, uh, <laughs> it's just like yours was uh, you found a harmful drug interaction. Yes. Oddly, what's what's fun about uh, marijuana, uh, yeah, as it is known, is that that what it does to your brain is uh, it it kind of triggers the novelty center. Oh, that's why I really love um, yeah. the Transylvania twist. Or well, damn it, Monster Mash. I screwed that joke up. <laughs> I was thinking novelty. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you don't edit this because, like, I it's I, okay. I just it's I need okay. that whole fumbled moment to just be there. We need it. Also shows people the oh, process. Yeah. You know what I mean of coming up with things because uh, you know we might just so the listeners know out there this is an unscripted oh, yeah. you could. podcast. <laughs> if if they weren't oh, aware, <laughs> do you think there is someone out there going like, where do they come up with like, how do they write that? Yeah, that's just a brilliant line. Yeah, no. that you just said. About the monster. Yeah. I remember I remembered a lyric yeah, no, so, from it. A song referenced so in like the Monster often, Mash. A fictional song referenced in the Monster Mash is what uh-huh. I thought the Monster Mash's name was. Because Dracula says whatever happened to the Transylvania good. twist. Because he's old and outdated. We need I've made this point before, but we need more songs about a dance that's about to yeah, come out. Yeah, right. Like, it, the song and the dance are one and the same, not like one is the... No, no, no. It's always about like, hey, have you heard about this new dance that's coming out? But then the song itself is Right, that's what I mean. Like, they, one's not a product so, of the other. They are the same. Yeah. But... There's like a weird, like, race condition causal loop... Uh, that, yeah. That doesn't well, work I mean, but I that. think there's a lot of those. I mean, isn't that like any like the stanky leg was one, right? <laughs> People were suddenly doing it, yeah, but no yeah. one had I mean, heard about you've it got before. The twist, you've got the it, yeah, yeah, uh, Gangnam yeah, style. The Macarena. I think the Macarena was maybe the or no Gangnam style was yeah, probably the last probably. one. Well, I don't know. Stanky leg might have been after that. I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm just maybe, maybe. But anyways, you were saying something else that had words before I disrupted. Yeah, no, I was saying that it's funny because the like weed triggers the novelty center of your brain, so that like 
like the munchies it it's it's less about you actually being hungry and more about like oh experiencing these the, these flavors and stuff and now has, somehow it seems novel it seems like you haven't yes. experienced it before yeah so so that's that's where that might have fucked you I up eat, with exorcist too i think uh, that's yeah, a bad choice i eat sunflower seeds all the time like that's like my right um especially mm. when i was writing full-time like i no, i don't smoke mm-hmm. and i needed that like the way that like you writers would like you know always the hemingway or whatever was like the smoking and typing well i needed that like something to do so sunflower seeds in the shells because then you crack them and you know you're not like sitting there snack you can snack all day but it's not yeah yeah and it's like 20 but i'll calories. tell you after like it was like one of the first times i'd had like an actual like not just homemade edible like from someone where you're like what is right this? but like one where it's like oh i know what the dose is in this um it was like the first time i'd ever had sunflower mm-hmm. seeds and they were blowing my mind <laughs> it's like is, the most mundane what, fucking what, thing that is too. the like that's me to like just to a t it's like to a thc if you will uh like uh mm. it's yeah i will never do anything like crazy you it's no one's ever gonna go you will never believe what matt did it'll mm-hmm. be like did you know matt like really yeah. like sunflower seeds now I think there's something though you're not telling us. There's got to be some yeah. corner of 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 you that there's this darkness in that you will not. You know what? Reveal uh, so to the public. Maybe. But here's the thing, and this will be a fun journey. Um, if there is, I'm not aware of it. It's so buried deep. Hmm. Interesting. And you think that this podcast might be your best chance. So this podcast is like the synchronizer in Exorcist (laughs) Two, where like it's unlocking. Oh God! Like this is gonna yes soon. Like it's I'm gonna be all Pazuzu all the time, and like, and Uh. you're gonna be like, so what was your uh, viewing experience like this week? And I'm just gonna go Pazuzu, and you're gonna be like, oh that's great. Uh, Mine was like this. All right. Well, Matt's gone. Oh, we're yeah. going to need another mat. That shouldn't be too yeah. hard to find, actually. <laughs> Illinois is littered with me. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, mean, I got to go. Uh, you know what I think we should do here? <laughs> Start over? I don't know. <laughs> Matt, no, 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 no. I think we have to do something called the Zeke of the Week. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm going to play the Zeke of the Week music. Something takes a part of me Something lost and never seen Every time I start to believe Something's raped and taken from how long do you think it's going to be of me doing this before, like, people are fucking chased? You're going to see me log out, like, middle of it. <laughs> it's just, just gone. Just gone. <laughs> Does he say ripped or raped? Because I, I don't like that. I think yeah, it's a rape. Jonathan Davis talks about getting raped a lot. Kind of. 
You know who else was a musician that talked about getting raped a lot? Was uh, Kurt yep. Cobain. A whole song about it. Oh, yeah? No. <laughs> yeah. Just pretending I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, you What's did actually, man. Oh! It's called Smells ah. Like Teen Spirit. Alright, here we go. <laughs> Alright, so here we are, Matt, with you know the Zeke of the Week. And, uh, that what's we that? so don't edit this show <laughs> that like that wasn't hmm. even like spliced in week to week like we talked over it so people are gonna know like oh no that's literally just played live this isn't music after yeah. the fact well that's what's funny is like i've had people guest on bloody bits and they're like oh you play your sound effects and music yeah. and stuff live you don't just come in after the fact that's cool and i'm like right. oh, i'm just really yeah. lazy i mean <laughs> It's very convenient. You're like, I'm glad actually, you think it's cool because that's like a way better. Like that makes it look way better than what it is. Yeah. Uh, so, Matt, buddy, I gotta ask you, what was your Zeke? Of okay. The week? So, staying on topic, my my Zeke of the week is actually. So, I'm gonna stick with this. Is getting this is getting tough because I'm trying to. Hmm. I'm trying not to steer too clear from Zeke, right? Like, I know we got a little wiggle yeah. room here, right? But, like... Um, uh, I mean, we tend to stick really close to the to the source material with this podcast. But you know what? For this kind of, like, a, a frivolous well, segment, okay. I'll allow it. Because one of the things I noticed this time is in that same scene uh, that I was my Zeke of the Week last night, last last week, which was when he brings the umbrella to the party. Mm-hmm. This time mm-hmm. I paid attention yeah. to the look and, okay, we, does, okay, there's Pickle, there's Zeke, and then there's the black mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. He has a name. Yes. Uh, I don't know what I'm it, sure anyways. he does, yeah. So, the look on his face when they walk in like when Zeke's got the um the umbrella like umbrella is is I'm trying to think of like the best way to put this it it is the whitest expression that a black guy has ever had like it feels like mm. the com- it, okay so if you think about like Eddie Murphy's stand up whenever he does like a white person voice if that voice had a yes, face, yes. it's the face that guy's making. Oh. And I choose to believe yeah. that it was on purpose, like a purposeful, like comedic, because again, it, like this a is choice, a, an extraordinarily yeah. white movie, save for like uh, him and uh, Kristen. The, the two black characters well, Chris, who have no I name. Know I, Whoa, Kristen, finally, you know her name? And the only reason why I know it is because of the Allison Hannigan scene mm, where she talks mm. about yes from the hood is that where yep. your people come from or so whatever? like yeah. i only know that character's name <laughs> because it's a joke about the fact that there is so few like or that the she had been exposed to so few such little diversity but anyways so yeah. this is not technically zeke but it is part of the zeke entourage Gotcha. It's part yes. of Zeke's oeuvre, well, I, you might say. I got the you. way I, I look you. at it is, this was definitely like, okay, 
when Zeke chose to bring the umbrella to the party, right? Mm. I have yeah. a feeling there was a little discussion about it with him, Pickle, and mm-hmm. uh, Carl. I don't know. I that, That's probably not his name at all. But point is, like, um, I have a feeling that, like, and, and Carl was just kind of going, like, and I'm going to affect this like you've like you've got the prop i'm gonna come in with like this kind of energy maybe he's like an improv student i don't know right like maybe he's trying to like workshop something because the look on his face is really funny and this was not me taking an edible this was prior to that so just know that this what i saw i saw it sober and clear-minded and it was very funny interesting Interesting. So I'm. I'm it, it's funny. While we're uh, talking about the Zeke of the week, I'm, I'm actually going through Internet Movie Database. I'm trying to find a credit for that character. Um, and, and I, I, the only ones I see here that I can't identify, I guess, would be. I don't know. There's so many of them where the actor doesn't even have their, right. their picture up there. That's really a. That's a tough one because I mean, you don't think it, but there's actually a pretty big cast yes. in this movie. Yeah, yeah. There's all the bar people. There's a bunch of different college students. All the different roommates. The the people in the classes and stuff. So yeah, that's looking it up too. I would. You know what? Well, I mean, we might have to make up a name for that character because I don't think they ever give him a name. It, well, if they do, you, okay. So yeah, here. Let's look at this. So I'm looking at the... <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I... Uh, Luke. Luke. What? Kenny, Kenny Luke. Blank is Luke. the actor's name? Kenny, Kenny Blank. Okay. Uh, relative uh, of Mel yes, Blank. Yes, 100%. I, I am sorry. So no. there is clearly a different actor that played... Uh, Okay, so Zeke is played by an actor named Dave Ruby. So, mm-hmm. if you have your phone or whatever handy, Google Dead Man on Campus cast, okay? Mm-hmm. And then click on the, like, mm-hmm. show all or show more. Scroll down until you see yes. the name Zeke and look at the actor <laughs> picture. Okay. So, I'm on here. I'm scrolling through. I'm looking for Zeke. Uh, now I see Dave Ruby. So click no, Dave no, just Ruby, look at the picture. Said, right? For Zeke, there's no picture. When you Google, oh, when you when no, you no. click Zeke, when you Google Dead Man on Campus cast, and then at the top it uh-huh. says like show okay. more, and you can do the drop down. Like you're not going any, you're just doing. It straight oh, from, okay, it's no, not no. on the Internet Movie Database. Okay, okay. So scrolling, yeah. So <laughs> now this is not him, not. <laughs> Not him, no. I don't know. Uh, I think this might... This may be a different Dave Ruby that's just like... Uh, um, this guy is um, a henchman in a 70s like Death Wish movie, <laughs> the picture. Like, yes, I don't know yes, what... But absolutely. you click on it, and it brings you to the right guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know what they're... Google, you need uh, some, so some uh, help. With your Zeke's, so uh, my Zeke of the week, I'm going to go with actually a. Uh, I kind of have a theme I'm going with here about narrative arcs and, and like a, a character's okay. journey, and so uh, I really want to showcase mm-hmm. Zeke's journey 
more, which is uh, in, and I think two scenes really can, can uh, put that together for you. And the, the first one is when they're eavesdropping on Josh and Cooper talking about uh, bailing out from Cliff's car. And you're doing the, you know, the Austin Powers where they're holding up a sausage so you yep, don't see yep. a dick or whatever. They're doing that where they're mishearing and they believe that they're talking about um, making love intimately. And uh, Zeke's holding up a uh, hockey stick. And uh, when when Cooper calls Josh anal, uh, he drops the hockey yeah, stick yep, like, Ugh, yep. like that's he's very uncomfortable. Gross, that. right? He's very uncomfortable with the thought that, that they're two, um, I'm not going to call them friends. I'm going to call them mm-hmm. just like acquaintances, maybe. The, he's upset with the fact that, that two of his acquaintances might, might be uh, uh, homosexuals. And then later on, at the pre-finals dance, uh, when, when they come up and, and confront Josh and Cooper, who are having a falling out, you know, then the entire group is now like, listen, we, we get that you're, you know, a gay couple. We're fine with that. There's no, you know, whatever, man. Just live your life. And I think Zeke grew over the yes. course of the movie. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So that's, that's my Zeke of the week, is the, the, the journey that he went on through the movie. You know what? I now have a new hmm. obsession in this moment. I just found out that Dave Ruby, the uh, guy who plays Zeke, starred in a mm-hmm. one-season sitcom uh, opposite Jaleel White post-Family Matters called <laughs> Grown Ups. Yeah. And check, okay, it's on Tubi. Okay, check oh, this out. boy. The description of the show. Yeah. A daydreaming single guy mm-hmm. works in a box factory, still pining over a crush he had in high school. He gets a reality sandwich square in the face when the girl shows up at a party and barely remembers him. Meanwhile, his best friend, now married, advises him to give up the fantasies and get real. They're adults now. A reality sandwich square to the what? face is not a phrase any human <laughs> has ever said. Like a pie. The guy works at a, a box, box factory. factory. But like you get a pie to the face, right? Like a reality <laughs> pie, maybe. But like, who, who, like there's no Three Stooges sketch where the you reality like, can slap you grab like you a in the foot face. long and like but, but, yeah, but that could be like smacking him upside the head. But like this is like, I, I now I now need to yeah that's. I, I'm going to watch this because I haven't punished myself enough. Yeah, this yeah. That's, that is a fascinating... Wow, man. UPN, they really were just reaching back in the, the well, late Because 90s, you know what's funny? They? They just the reason why I even clicked get. on it when I saw his name because I saw, oh, Grown Ups. What a weird thing that like that guy would be in the movie Grown Ups with Adam yeah. Sandler, which is kind oh, of yeah. what incidentally <laughs> is this shit, right? Like... And it turns out right, I'm like, oh, right, wait, right. We're stealing no, it's not. From that, and then yeah. the fact that it's a post-family matter is like Jaleel White. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's crazy. You know what? I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna watch an episode. I Maybe know. We should that's do a bonus episode. We'll watch some grown-ups. You know we'll, what? We'll check in Here's on what Zeke. we're gonna do. We're gonna call it either hunting for mm-hmm. grown-ups or mini Ed and Matt on campus. No. I think those are both very <laughs> original ideas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I think you're right. Those are both very original. Okay, so I, I'm, I, I have added this to my little thing that I use to download yeah. TV shows and movies. Did it say for you some sure? reason the first? Th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it said, "Are you drunk?" Did Matt put you up to this? And I said, "No." <laughs> Is the- 
Yeah, yeah. Where's Matt? Come on. <laughs> oh, God. Tell him to somehow connect it to The Exorcist 2. Yeah. That's what it says. No, so, uh, no, but the first three episodes it can't find, but it's downloading, like, okay. the next Okay, you know, three. I imagine that it doesn't really matter. Holy shit. There are this 22 is one of those, episodes. I, apparently it ends there. on a cliffhanger, and then it wow. didn't get renewed. <laughs> Well, the cliffhanger it ends on is uh, the final episode titled Nerds of a Feather Gawk Together. <laughs> it's like Big Bang Theory before Big Bang so, Theory. I saw one of, like, episode three was about, like, a big fight over, like, uh, comic book ownership. <laughs> I saw there was something about an argument over a George Foreman oh my God. grill, too. This is going to so, be We'll wonderful. have to tune into it. Now, um, this sh- <laughs> I've okay. got some notes. <clears throat> yes. From my viewing of uh, this this week of Dead Man on Campus. The first one is uh, that the narrative structure of this three-act movie can be tracked by following Bob's journey. Okay. Um, you, now, you may be wondering, well, who I, the I hell am. is Bob, right? Oh, the well, cadaver. Well, Bob is the yeah. cadaver. Yeah. And it also uh, points out the dream logic in which uh, Daleman University mm-hmm. exists. Uh, because act one of the movie... Uh, we are introduced to Bob, which is, you know, your typical uh, mm-hmm. act one is introductions to everybody, the story, everything. Act two <clears throat> is uh, Josh is late to his dissection. Yes. So now we're starting to see the conflict, right? Which is that Josh is unable to participate in school like he should be. He's, he's uh, overburdened. He's, he, can't, he can't handle this. Uh, and then finally... After Josh realizes he should get into psychology, he bids Bob uh, farewell. He puts the cover back over Bob's true. body. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm catching on to what and you're the saying. Dream, like, I'm like, wait a minute. He's there right. every like major mo like to to indicate when we yeah, move to yeah. a new part of this movie. Exactly, exactly. And uh, the other thing, the dreamlike logic of the movie is the fact that, that after they've dissected Bob at the end of the year, he still seems yeah, so, to be intact. Yeah, i got a question, Like, and you may not know the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe maybe yeah. other people, maybe this is common knowledge, but like, I understand cadavers are used in medical college. But like, one over an entire semester? Like, is that, I mean... Because, I mean, hmm. I'm assuming you're not dissecting him in, like, in freezing temperature. So you are removing him from, like, cold storage, essentially. Yeah. He's, yeah, you got to have him, like, right. in the walk he can't be something. frozen because if you were trying to, like, dissect in a way that is going to be representative of some version of, like, a human you are going to be working on as a doctor, they can't just be an icicle, right? I mean... Presumably. So, I would think there has to be more than one cadaver for a medical school, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they've got, like, I mean, I guess if they're embalmed, but, like, I don't know. This is go- This is really going nowhere. I really should just call a medical school and be like, hey, what's up with, like, your cadaver situation? They love mm-hmm. those calls. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll do that and I'll record the please, call and please, play it um, for us next Please ask week. that question the way I did. Yo, what's up with your cadaver situation? Yeah. Hey, guys. What's up? I'm, I'm <laughs> you, you start Eddie a phone call like you're introducing the, host. the show. <laughs> you, you play the yeah. sound effect. I'm the host please. of Ed and Matt on 
<laughs> I'm like, hold on, we're doing the Zeke of the I'm week, Eddie. and then you fucking... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Was fucking dickhead called up to asking about our corpses? He was listening to Crazy Town. He might have been like part of a morning Zeke. zoo I show. I don't know. <laughs> he had a soundboard. <laughs> Never had that happen. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, then so then yes. I told you I had a revelation about my viewing experience. At Fifteen minutes in, when Kyle and his lady friend bust in uh, uh, in varying yes. states of dress uh, to announce to Josh and Cooper that that he's mm-hmm. going to be moving out. Uh, what happens is Cooper says, great, well, then can I use your room right. for bonging, right? Kyle does not like this right. idea whatsoever, right? And, and in fact, he, he, he yells at them. He's like, no, in fact, you fucking better yeah. not fuck with my shit, you know? But you'll notice he looks at Josh yes. because there oh, is no that's Cooper. That's true. Yeah, he's just directing. Like, Cooper's the only one that said to... That he was going to use the room. Josh said nothing about it. Right. So why would he turn to Josh and yell Ooh, at him? That's good. That's because there is no Cooper. Josh was the one that said, yes. oh, could I use your room for bonging? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, other than that, I know we were going to talk about our uh, Cliff O'Malley origin yes. stories this episode. So, Matt, did, did you have one prepared? No. Or do you need so, okay. a minute? To find it, quote unquote. <laughs> um, here, let me shuffle some papers. Uh, gonna do some sound effect work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta go through my filing cabinet here. I actually just crumpled up a note that I need. No, uh, <laughs> no. Um, gotcha. So actually, it's 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 funny. While I did make the joke that like uh, Exorcist Two would be like the weird thing that like Cliff w- would love, um, that's not mm-hmm. really what I was what I was going with. So. No, it was just that an was incidental time this weekend you I were thinking do, about Cliff. I do want to add that as, like, part of the tableau that is Cliff. I do think it enriches the character. Okay. Okay. So, what I wanted to... Let me, let me give you a little, like, thought process here first. Because I was like, all right, there's the obvious easy way to go about this, in which he was always the meathead. Or he was, like, the super genius. And I don't mean to be stepping on any, like of your or to, of your toes but like what i ended up going down with is like or coming up with is actually that his parents owned a funeral home and mm. like instead of going like the weird gothy way like that like you would think like oh they they're morticians or whatever it what happened was yeah. he got so used to the idea of death that he got so numb to it and he just kind of listlessly guided you know like went through like high school right maybe he was actually an okay student because he does you know again he recognizes a math award for what it is you know like he Mm -hmm. but the problem was he didn't fear death he never ever had that sense of um what what do they call that? It's like the, you know, you can't like you you can't um, love life if you don't like fear death, right? Because you need to feel like you're gonna miss something. Um, there's actually a term for that. I can't remember yeah. what it is now. Yeah, no, I get so, I get what you're saying here. What I, ends I up what happening though for. is 
for the most part, because again, one of my biggest stumbling blocks was how did he end up at this college? Like if he's been this destructive and this Mm -hmm. reckless and say, let's just hypothetically say that he is also a freshman. I do think that he's probably a sophomore or a junior, you know, something where he and Zeke would have crossed paths in high school, but maybe he was a couple years older. Right. Um, Mm. Because it seems like, I mean, I don't think you're a freshman and you move right into the frat house. I believe there's more of a process um, to that. But just hypothetically, let's just stick with he's also a freshman, right? I like the idea that, you know, he's actually like an okay student, probably an athlete, which is probably explaining, you know, maybe a scholarship or something, right? Right. But as soon as he gets detached from this everyday, like, death just being totally ordinary and, like, being n- numb to it, he, he, it's like he's, un- he, basically, he's untethered from his own reality, right? And thus, mm. like, he has no healthy relationship with, like, life or death stakes. He's not afraid of death, but he hasn't really right. lived. So now he's living. Because he was the weird kid whose parents were like morticians, like he couldn't. Ha- so he's gonna, he like, has make to make up, up for, for, the, for it, all that and he's loss. doing it in this yeah. really wow. reckless way. Very it's so self-destructive. Yeah. But again, yeah. he doesn't necessarily see it as such because he's not afraid of that mm-hmm. part. Yeah. So okay. basically, okay. to put like a to to uh, put it more succinctly, he grew up the only child of morticians he lived you know in the funeral home which means he probably like had not a great not not a ton of friends over a lot which gave him a little bit of an outgoing personality because he always had to go somewhere so yeah. you get a little bit of that he was decent enough at col- or at, at high school that he got into college but but and and but it was like a switch flipped once he was there you know right right now he's out with all of these people he probably has no idea how to act so when somebody says like dude we fucking we party he's like Uh, oh i have to like be yeah and no fear of death take away any idea of consequences and also think about this why does he want to be so loud he probably had to be so quiet and solemn and reserved so much yeah so um yeah that's my origin story the only child of uh, morticians. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Grew up in a repressive uh, household, surrounded by death. He grew to know it and no longer fear it. Got out of that. He went to college, where he's now able to try yeah. to live life, but he doesn't really right. know what that means. Gotcha, gotcha. Wow, that's a. You know what? That's that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty yeah. good theory you got there. I think. I, I could see that. I could see that for uh, and it's the swerve now. that he's not goth. That's that's my that's my that's my Shyamalan yeah, twist. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, he's not goth. <laughs> right, right. It's like uh, if you've ever watched mm-hmm. like Six Feet Under, that old TV show. Remember the 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 one brother, Nate, the older brother. He went out and he went buck wild. He was like a weird oh, political yeah, yeah. activist who would do protests and stuff and have random sex with women in airport bathrooms that he'd yeah. never met before. So he he was kind of like your Zeke because he grew up in a mortician's yeah. house, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I get that. I get that. Um, I'm going to go a different okay. direction than you with my Cliff O'Malley origin story. 
I'm going to say he. I'm going to say he's a sophomore. I, I believe he's. This is not his first year. I think he is a little bit older than Zeke. I do think they went to high school yes. together. I also think that Cliff, uh, he's he might be the Northeast's uh, best lacrosse oh, okay. player. I don't know. I get a vibe of lacrosse from him. I didn't see any sporting equipment necessarily no, in lacrosse. his room, but he did have a surfboard. Yeah, but but lacrosse mm-hmm. I could see for him. Uh, I think you got a full ride scholarship because that college Daleman is is looking to to lead the nation yes. in lacrosse. But, you know that's a very important sport in America for the it, listeners uh, across the pond. Lacrosse is maybe our number it, you one know what? sport. It's it's you joke or maybe you don't because I don't really know much about sports. It's big, but I do know my nephew plays lacrosse and he has to travel a lot uh-huh. for it just around the state. So yeah. it's definitely become yeah. a a bigger thing than I was ever aware of. So, so I think what happened with him was uh, between the pressure of being the you know the world's preeminent lacrosse player and and uh, just you know being on the road dealing with all of these injuries, he's been kind of living off Whoa. of pain pills to to uh, to help him with the injuries. And uh, so to compensate for that, he started doing crack cocaine. Okay, that's true. Right. Oh, Because we do crap. know from the song, he's yep, got him my, some crack. Sorry, I just found right. a hole in mine. Okay, go ahead. No, no worries, no worries. So um, I believe what's happened is that through repeated abuse of pain pills and crack cocaine, he's essentially depleted the dopamine store in his brain. So now everything that he does, he has to do it to this nth degree to even yeah. feel alive. You know what I mean? Uh, so, so yeah, I think that's that's where where we're going with him. He's probably got some overbearing mm-hmm. parents that that are pushing him to be the lacrosse player or whatever, and, and grew up his in a dad strict was definitely like the dad coach household. of like his team, like uh, in yep. Yeah. Very overbearing. So yeah, he gets out, and then man, you've just got yourself yeah. a perfect storm. Yeah, yeah. That's that, I believe that, that's Cliff's origin. Yes, I agree. Especially, um, and you know what? Uh, his brother Joe is is probably the mm. like button down, like super like normal, um, responsible, productive mm. one. I just mm. yeah, he's probably like he. Uh, he doesn't do construction, but he like right. owns a construction business, and, he, and will definitely gotcha. always help you move. Like and like not complain about yeah, it. So yeah. that he's maybe not so normal. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, totally <laughs> good, a good guy. guy you know, uh, yeah. maybe a little well, racist. casually, yes, yeah, and and it's yeah. you, you, if he puts you in that weird spot where you go like, I don't want to laugh along. But, like, I also don't want to, like, get into a bigger conversation with this guy. So, yeah. yeah. You don't want it so to be a thing. You just got to kind of figure gotcha. out the way to, like, get out of that conversation without ruffling racist feathers, which are all white. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, yep, hey, speaking yep, of Cliff, of really them. quick, uh, <laughs> new new movie uh, okay. that's on Amazon Prime. It's more in the Bloody Bits turf, the uh, Totally Killer, the Back to the Future slasher movie. Uh, Lachlan okay. Monroe is uh, the dad in that movie, and he's great. It's great to see oh, him. Oh wow! Yeah, I have to check that yep. out. That's awesome. 
glad glad to see Lachlan getting some. As as I have pointed out, he might be yeah, the oh, best totally. actor in uh, Dead Man. I, on I campus. mean, at least yeah. yes. I mean, just I, I, I especially because it, whenever you see him, like in this in, in in Totally Killer, like he's he's a total suburban dad, and it's so believable, like how kind of like awkward and charming he is, like. Um, so it's so wild because it's like it's very clearly still the same guy, you know. But like it's as um, mm-hmm. as far removed from Cliff as you could imagine, um, as well. So it's uh, and he gets uh, he's married to um, Julie Bowen from Modern Family. So like in that in that movie, so like he gets to oh, you know nice nice. Anyways, yeah. Is her character named Carl? Oh, man, that would be so amazing. It's not, but like. Holy cow! <laughs> Just a joke for um, literally yes. you. Uh, but, but <laughs> like, because that was going to be one of my next suggestions is like it, for us to like paint a character portrait mm. of Carl. Like, what? Who is this Carl? Like, you know. Yeah, we got to exactly. learn more about Carl. Um, yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> um, and and then I, I, you know, I, I feel like you and I might be too in too deep. Into the mythos of yeah. uh, Dead Man on Campus. So I asked an artificial oh. intelligence to tell me what Cliff's origin really? story was. Okay. And it's it's fascinating. There's a lot to glean from this, uh, from specifically the first two sentences of it, which is all <laughs> I read. Uh, so, so here we go with what artificial intelligence would, would say is Cliff's okay. origin story. <clears throat> In the small town of Ashwood, so we're getting a clue. I don't know where Ashwood is, I guess. We'll have to look that up. Cliff O'Malley grew up in the shadows, his life marred by inner demons that threatened to consume him. From a young age, Cliff exhibited signs of a troubled mind, marked by violent urges and a deep-seated psychosis that set him apart from his peers. Despite his darkness, he was fiercely protective of his younger brother, Joe. Their bond, a beacon of light in an otherwise tumultuous existence. As he turned 18, Cliff graduated high school, a milestone that filled him with both dread and anticipation. His future loomed uncertain, a daunting prospect made even more challenging by his mental struggles. He was about to embark a new chapter in his life at Daleman University, a journey that promised education, but also the potential for further unraveling. Amidst the chaos of his mind, Cliff found an unexpected source of solace in a man named Carl, or sorry, a woman named Carl. It messed up the pronouns. Uh, Beautiful and understanding, Carl saw the pain within him and offered a glimmer of hope. Their connection was unconventional, but genuine, providing Cliff with a sense of belonging he had never known before. And I want to say, uh, because I said uh, hooker in it, I guess the AI can't <laughs> say hooker. So I think that might be why they're saying that that they had an unconventional but genuine relationship. I, I love that Like the AI is like somehow like prude. <laughs> yeah, it is a little prude. Cliff's love for partying became both an escape and a co- coping mechanism. The wild energy of the parties provided a temporary reprieve from his turbulent thoughts, allowing him to momentarily forget the darkness that haunted him. 
In those moments, he felt a semblance of normalcy, surrounded by laughter and music, even if it was fleeting. As he stepped onto the campus of Daleman University, Cliff carried his burdens with him, hidden behind a facade of normalcy. I mean, that's not really accurate, but... Uh, the academic challenges and social interactions tested his resilience, pushing him to the edge of his sanity. Despite the turmoil, his bond with Joe and the presence of Carl <laughs> continued to anchor him, <laughs> reminding him <laughs> that amidst the chaos, there were people who cared. Joe and Carl have his back. Yeah. Cliff's journey was a constant battle. A struggle between the violent urges that threatened to consume him and the flickers of hope that kept him going. His story was one of resilience, a testament to the human spirit's ability to endure even in the face of overwhelming darkness. And through it all, his love for partying, though destructive, offered a brief escape, a momentary release from the prison that was his own mind. Wow. Okay. One phenomenal yeah two lot to take lot in. to take None in more than what was in that first yeah. sentence about ashwood because i'm mm-hmm. gonna tell you i just yeah. looked that up so they have him coming from uh-huh. a town called ashwood which now when you look up ashwood town just to see it comes uh-huh. up as a town in oregon or oregon but oh, guess what okay it's a ghost town what yeah Wow, so he truly is a yeah. man so with So Ashwood no home. was named for its proximity to Ash Butte, or is that B-U-T-T-E? Isn't that how it's pronounced? It's a butte? Yeah. A butt, okay. I think, is how we Ash would say it. <laughs> Ash butt. <laughs> well, it gets better, because Ashwood was named for its proximity to Ash mm. butt and Whitfield Wood. So it's Ash Wood. <laughs> mm. Ash Wood, <laughs> yep. Whitbutt. <laughs> Wit, uh, butt, ash wood, butt wood. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's all wit. of it. So yeah, it's a ghost town um, that is um, still popular with rock hounds, which I am learning is uh, the term for amateur geologists. Which yes, I uh, never—I mean, it makes sense, yep, but I yep. just never really thought about it. Um, and, and it says, mm. I'm I, more that's, of a yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. You know, like. I figured that was, you know, like where you're from. It's not a ghost town anymore because that's where it all the poon relocated that's true. to. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's but true. But I love this. Ashwood is popular with rockhounds as the area has an abundance of petrified wood, jasper, and thunder eggs. So there you go. He's yep. from a ghost yep. town. Wow. That was um, named after a butt or some wood, <laughs> which is actually ridiculously <laughs> spot on. That uh makes me terrified of the AI. <laughs> yeah. It will replace us all, Matt. It will. So, Matt, do you have any final thoughts for this episode? Um, I don't. I Other than, like, I, you know what? I was actually afraid that, like, this week I was going to have to say, like, oh, it's time for us. We're going to have to do, like, a continuity reboot because I was worried that, like, the mythology was going to start getting a little too convoluted. Um. Mm. That I was, you know, like, and being a comic book fan, like, I'm used to, like, that. Like, every so often, the the companies have to, you know, right. Reboot the universe. And I was to worried that, things. like, we yeah. were going to almost get there just because it was, like, mm. you know, wasn't sure if we'd run the, the whole, uh, our theories to the ground gotcha. yet. 
Turns out we haven't. We've yeah. only added yeah. layers, and I st- and I like it. Well, Matt, I will I will leave you with these parting words that that uh, the mm. infinite is not only an, an inescapable inevitability. Uh, and it is not only the, the, the highest of high number you could imagine, but infinity exists in the space between mm. zero and one. So, I mean, we can go on a deep dive on yeah. Bob. We, we, there's, th- this is fertile soil here. Uh, we, we, we've just got to plant the seed, that's buddy. True. That's true. That's, that's a sperm joke. <laughs> It certainly is. So who do you think we should cover next week? Because I'm oh, liking this. I'm okay. liking the, the... So uh, let's let's go a little off the beaten path here. Like, because Cliff, Cliff is good. Okay. Like, you know what? Hmm. hmm. Okay. I'm... God, this is tough. Because what I want to do is choose someone so random. But I, I feel like that's mm-hmm. not as fun. So let's do... God, this is tough. You know what? I'm going to go with my, my initial instinct. Um, and I'm going to mm-hmm. say Kristen. Because we both struggled okay. to remember okay. her name. <laughs> well, yeah, well, there's a she's, reason for that. She's but. kind of, <laughs> of the, the the core, like, three girls, like, yeah. she's the one that is the least is really known about. Like, we... we we know Rachel's major really and is. all that stuff, yeah. and we clearly know that like Allison Hannigan is just mm-hmm. basically the not well Stupid. the non sexed version of her American Pie character, right? Like she's she's the yeah. innocent character yeah. without the twist that <laughs> like so yeah. I I feel like you know that that could still be fun to talk about, but like I, she Kristen is such the blank slate, um that. Yeah, I think you're right, Kristen. Well, you know what? We'll go with it. So uh, join us next week for Ed and Matt on Campus when we're going to be uh, we're going to go over the origin yeah. story of Kristen. Well, if she yeah, that's the other thing because she's got the she's got yeah. the relationship with Cooper, so that that could lead mm-hmm. to some interesting. Uh, that's true conversation. Yeah, that could that certainly could and uh matt i'm gonna spring on a little surprise for you too buddy we are gonna have another guest next week all right next week yeah i'm bringing i'm bringing in a guy and 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 you know him just and you know him and he's never seen the movie before okay all right am i supposed to guess or are you keeping me in suspense no uh, we are going to be bringing in the uh, uh, if if the schedule lines up, I believe it will. We may be able to secure the host of the uh, Mustachio uh, Podcastio, Daniel Segura. I yeah. know him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I believe that uh, yeah, we can go ahead and put a pin on this one then, Matt. And uh, hey, you know what yeah. we always say, right? I'll I'll see see each each other other around. around.